Do I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, yo. Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can't dance all night long. And here is your host. The baby face of podcasting, JC Bo. You know what? You just made the list. Elizabeth, go right, not going left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? Four question, question. You're listening to the fourth wall wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Wall. What up, fam? Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Welcome to the fourth wall wrestlecast. I am the host with the most, the baby face of podcasting, JC Bones. And I am here with none other than the good doctor himself, Doc Haas. What up, baby? How you doing? I am. Living on cloud nine right now, my friend. I am rocking and rolling. They don't call me the high roller for nothing. When did they start calling you the high roller? Uh, about 24 hours ago. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's new. That's not, new. It's, <laughs> that's not a real thing. That's not a real thing, is it? Is that, is, is that, is that a real thing? Oh, it's a real thing. It's not thing, a real baby. thing. It's a real thing. Is that, like, is that like a thing at your job? Yeah, j- j- just call me the wolf because I'm the wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you worked in Jersey City. Journal Square, to be exact, bro. It sounds. sounds the Wolf of Jersey Square. Did the you be? I think you should Square. be. No, no, dude, you're the Jaguar of Journal Square. Ooh, because like alliteration, that. dude. I alliteration, like the Jaguar. Dude. I dig it. <laughs> so, Doc, we got a lot to talk about. Like, I just want to know what the fuck is this wild card thing? It, it's it's confusing, man. But we both have our thoughts about this. But, ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to episode. 25 of hey. the fourth wall wrestlecast you know doc happy quarter episode birthday if that's happy even a thing qu- but you know what it is a thing now you can catch yeah, us every yeah. saturday on the wrestle addict radio network and we are available I- on all major podcast platforms actually there's 52 weeks in a year so we're we just passed we're getting close to our halfway point for the year. Ooh, that's right. So we're it's just like our half year birthday, we'll call it. I like that. Yeah. So we because we started in November of last year. We've been on well, WrestleMania since January. What's fifty two divided by two? Math. Uh, oh wow. And you got two musicians you're supposed to be good at math too. Twenty six. Right, so ne- I guess ne- I guess next week would be our 
six month anniversary, but kayfabe. Technically, yeah, it's all kayfabe. Doesn't matter. Kayfabe. <laughs> That's what we're here for. We're here for the fam's kayfabe consumption. So, fam, if you enjoy the fourth wall experience and you want to show your support, please go ahead and follow us on all social media: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fourth Wallcast with the number four. Make sure you give Wrestle Addict Radio a follow on Twitter at Addict Wrestle. Also, if you want to hear more exclusive content, join the fam by going to Patreon.com/slash Fourth Wall Wrestlecast. So, real quick, before we get into today's show, Doc, I do want to let everyone here know that there's going to be some changes happening with the Fourth Wall WrestleCast in the near future, as well as Wrestle Addict Radio. For those of you that are loyal listeners, you guys all know of Rant with Ant, who was the parent show of Wrestle Addict Radio. Uh, unfortunately, Rant with Ant is closing the doors on June 8th as they have their final episode. Uh, Anthony, Phil, G-Rod, Issa, MJ, Nikki G, everyone involved in everything Rant With Ant, I want to thank you personally because it was you guys that got me into podcasting. And if it wasn't for you guys, Fourth Wall wouldn't be where it is right now. So thank you guys. You'll always be a member of the Fourth Wall fam, and we are going to be sure to keep... Wrestle Addict Radio going strong each and every week. So, fam, on that note, Wrestle Addict Radio will still continue. You will still have us, Kings of the Rings podcast, Gift the Podcast, Not Your Mama Soap Opera, and some new shows joining the ranks in the upcoming future. So, make sure you stay tuned for more news on that. So, Doc, what the fuck is the wild card rule? <laughs> Oh, but wait, before we get into it, as confusing as it is, I think it's a great idea because it's better for ratings. And isn't Vince McMahon a fucking genius? I'm a genius. <laughs> you're joking, right? You, you do sense the sarcasm in my you voice. Please tell me you're joking, right? Yeah. Please tell me you're joking. Oh, please. hands down. Please tell the fam you're joking. Hands, no, 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 hands no, down. I absolutely know you're joking. I was just me doing some kayfabe. This proves more than ever so this is this is what i take of it and i've you know obviously i've scoured across some wrestling news slide slash dirt sheets over the week and i'm looking i'm just saying and there's two things i see that kind of makes sense to me one nbc is pissed that usa lost roman reigns fox is upset that they don't have access to the whole roster for smackdown so instead of just ending the brand split, which is the smart thing to do here because the people that pay your bills are telling you they don't like what you're doing and they want all their talent available at all times, you decide to come out with this asinine fucking wild card rule that you break in the first night that you establish right. it. I'm a genius. And mind you, and this is also... Cute, they did a cute little scene with Lars. They did a cute mm. little... But there was more than Lars that broke the rule. Yeah, well, first you had Shane and Elias, and, and of course, you notice how Vince tried to play that off when he was on his phone. Oh, that didn't count because Elias was with Shane. But I think the timing of this is very reactionary, and unfortunately, that's what the WWE is. They react. They're not proactive with their product at all. Like, let's 
Let's talk about AEW real quick. They don't even have a fucking TV deal yet. They haven't even aired a show or held a big event yet. Okay, All In was a big event, but that was not under the AEW umbrella. They were proactive. They thought this shit out. Vince is reactionary, and this is all a ploy for more ratings. I'm a genius. It's, it's a shitty it's ploy getting, for ratings. It's a shitty ploy for sh- ratings. Exactly. I think it's shitty. I think it's real it shitty. Gra- I saw a graph this week that showed basically WWE's era like ratings since the height of the Attitude Era, which is 2001, mm. and it's just been a steady decline. It's never. It's been a decline since then. It's never parked parked back up really anywhere. Right. Uh, maybe quite. Maybe a little quickly for ruthless aggression, if I remember the graph correctly. But I mean, it's. He's it's not they got so many they had so many fans during the attitude era and made so much money that it, it's been okay for so long to not put out innovative product. And now what AEW doing what they're doing with social media, doing what they're doing with promoting double or nothing, it's proving that Vince McMahon is legit behind in the times. Right. With how to run a wrestling show. Right. Now let let's talk about that. Okay, Vince introduced the WWE Network, which is I think it's a great platform. I think they do some awesome things with the network, how they have the network specials. They have a lot of original content as well. Some good, some real hokey, some terrible that I don't even know why they wasted their money on it. But they use that platform, but they're missing out so much more opportunity. So, Doc, what is new media? It's a means of communication through mass technology, uh, digital, wow, digital mass technologies. I may have fucked up the, the exact definition there, but it's a means of communication. So they're trying to communicate to a bigger audience with all their content they put out each and every week. But they're not they're only focusing on TV and ratings. While yes, that's going to help pay the bills, there's other ways now to make money. They're not utilizing platforms like YouTube or what about twitch.tv? You can go on twitch.tv and watch Impact Wrestling. You can go to fight.tv and watch uh, watch New Japan. There's so many other platforms right now out there for them to get their content out. So I feel like they're kind of cornering themselves right now because of what they're used to out of pure convenience and comfort. I think this is why Triple H needs to start stepping up and be like, yo, Pops, this shit's old school now. We need to start going with the times and expanding on how we release our content. Because if they can't only be focusing on just the ratings. There's other ways right. to make money and, and generate business. I'm a genius. They have to focus on expanding their content because they don't have enough television a week to showcase all their talent. And it's part of the reason they're in the situation they're in right now because they're putting on excellent like like uh, network specials. Like WrestleMania was good. Elimination Chamber was good. The Rumble was good. TLC was good. Even Fastlane was pretty good. Yeah, they're they're putting on excellent. They're doing excellent. That they're booking the right guys to win their titles, and they're booking the, for the most part, they're booking most of their feuds right. I think to attract an audience, but they're not doing a good job at taking those guys they're booking and putting them in the best situation to succeed. One non-creative writing. It's just the same story over and over again. How many times did we get to see on the opening of Raw, which by the way went so fucking long. Holy shit, did the opening of Raw go on forever. 
It always no, does. but that was exception. That was exceptionally long this week. At least it felt exceptionally long. Oh, look, and here's one wrestler, and here's another wrestler. Look, there's Seth Rollins. Oh, and everybody's here because wild card bitches. Like, really? Are you fucking kidding me? That's how you. That's your. That's your. That's your solution, Vince, to put yourself on TV to fix ratings. The, there's this core issue with WWE. They're not. They're trying so hard to get everybody on, and they're not doing. And they're rushing all. Like you said, they're rushing all their creative decisions. There is a way out of this purgatory. I feel. There is a way out of this wrestling purgatory. You need to, and you know, you kind of like yeah, the Bray Wyatt thing's different. The Aleister Black promos are a little different. Sami Zayn's been awesome. Like I'm watching the product, and I'm been identifying who is part of the solution here. Okay, and the first thing you need to do is identify who's part of the solution on TV, and the people who aren't part of that immediate solution. Send them back to NXT and make NXT two hours. There is not one NXT fan that will complain about NXT going to two hours. You know, and I still think that there's a chance we're going to be able to get more more eyes on the NXT brand once they do the move to Fox. We mentioned it last week, too, because there's been reports about FS1, Fox Sports 1, uh, having a time slot, <coughs> excuse me, as well for more WWE television, whether it be a Talking Smack style show or um, whatever the hell the post show thing was for Raw, uh, unless it's something like that. But they could also add NXT and get more eyes on that brand as well. They could absolutely, but, even if they, even if there was a two hour NXT, if NXT was two hours on the network and maybe an hour and of the top shit on Fox. Right. Or an and Hulu in an hour of the top, you know, an abbreviated version on Fox and Hulu. And I also That's, think that would what be would help for NXT. What would help the uh, build the NXT brand too is when the NXT call-ups come to the main roster. The fucking commentators better know who is being called up. Like Michael Who's Cole has to stop acting so fucking stupid. Like, oh, I never, you know, like Corey knows a lot because he was down there with him in NXT, but. There's there's no knowledge. There's no background story behind who the stars are. There's no highlights of their career. Mauro Ranallo does a fucking great job in NXT. Whenever a new a, a new wrestler signs to the brand, like like I mentioned last week, right. Kushida, Mauro put Kushida on a fucking pedestal with his commentary. Michael Cole, Corey Graves. Fucking Byron Saxton, Todd Phillips, and Renee got to do the same fucking thing. They need to know more about these wrestlers. I think that could have helped the Viking experience, a.k.a. the Viking Raiders, a.k.a. the War Raiders, a.k.a. War Machine, when they came to Monday Night Raw. (laughs) They absolutely could have. It absolutely could have. They they treat these NXT guys out there as like these brand new, like, never before seen wrestlers when they need to be telling the audience of, of the main of Raw and SmackDown that these guys aren't new wrestlers. These guys have been proving themselves not only on NXT, but in the indies for years for the most part. Right. And they don't hype that enough. They don't in the slice. You're hundred percent right bones. And you want to know what that's going to help is the character development or the lack thereof in terms of NXT call-ups when they come to the main roster. And I want to focus on two guys that we saw face each other this week. The two guys, they were fighting for their names back 
Ali and Andrade. I know Ali didn't come from NXT, but he was on 205 Live. But when he came to the main roster, Andrade came to the main roster. There was no background story behind either of these two. So while these two put on a great one-on-one match and they're both in Money in the Bank, what are their characters? Like you mentioned You're not going to sell them to me. You're not going to sell them to me as announcers. Like it's not going to work. And, and, you know, and I don't, not so much an Andrade. I'm still kind of waiting for Ali to sell, sell himself to me. Mm-hmm. Like it was funny. I mean, let me talk. Let's talk about that match. Let's talk about the Ali and how it even ended. Ali comes out. Okay. Whatever. Andrade comes out. He does his thing. He cuts a pro. I think he should cut his promos in Spanish and just, here's an easy thing to fix a problem with some of the awkwardness of the wrestlers. Let them cut promos in their native tongue and put fucking goddamn subtitles. Can I touch on that real quick? Just but, give them fucking subtitles. Right, but creative needs to be careful on what markets they allow those superstars to do because one thing creative does not want is they don't want to send a, a star out there to go to go cut a promo and have the fucking audience be a bunch of assholes and, and, and give the what chant after every non-American word they say. They just got... You got to deal... There's... I could deal with the what chant over the fucking awkward trying to speak a language that I'm not 100% got to. I, the best wrestlers, are slightly or extremely sometimes exaggerated versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. Andrade speaks Spanish. Right. He is of Spanish heritage. Let the poor guy speak. He has an American mouthpiece, so let him cut his promos in Spanish. Not American. Someone who, an English mouthpiece. Let me phrase that. Right. An English mouthpiece. English-speaking mouthpiece. Like he, this, Let him do his thing. That makes it a little more real. The One of the biggest problems of wrestling is it's hard to make it real because we all know it's quote-unquote, quote-unquote. We all know it's scripted, so in a way it's not real because everything's predetermined. So you have to, the illusion of what made wrestling great during Hulkamania is that a lot of kayfabe was like still a thing. A lot of people thought, this is legit, these guys don't like Jay. It, was, it, it wasn't until like the late 90s that you know, the industry started letting us in on the secret a little more. And it's because we started figuring out and we wanted to be in on the secret and the industry changed. Right. And it's time for Vince to move with the industry. It's time for to identify his talent. He has all this talent on his roster. Let's seriously identify this talent, focus on them on TV to get your ratings. And then for those lower mid card guys who are trying to make it, make them YouTube exclusive guys. Let the next Zack Ryder show up. You know, do do you think the problem here is that the roster is too stacked? That's a big part of it. There's a lot of people who are unhappy just because there's no, they don't have a chance to be used. There's only so much time in the week. They need to book the top of the, the people at the top of the card need to have their faces on TV every week, even if it's a video promo or even it's when Tommaso was like doing those like dark room promos when he first won the title. Even if you have those with Becky Lynch, so Becky is at the on TV one, it'll make their appearances on TV. It's more special. And I'm not saying Brock Lesnar style where you don't see him for months. I'm talking like if Becky's not on TV next, like, you know, if Becky wasn't on TV this week, it would have been OK. Well, she wasn't on TV because she's... Uh, she was on TV this week. Wait, yeah, no. Yeah, she wasn't. 
And honestly, she was on TV. With, with right, you're right. She was on TV this week. You're right. She was on TV this week. You're absolutely right. I'm thinking last week. My apologies. Yeah, no, I get my totally. smackdown. Yeah, no, yeah, okay, because I, I, I didn't yeah. even realize that she was on. There was so much confusion happening that I didn't even realize that we were missing right. Becky. But that's because yeah, everything was so wacky this week yeah. with, this, with all the crossovers. <laughs> And did you notice like who was not there? Like you didn't see Becky, you didn't see Finn Balor, no Ballard, Charlotte, no Charlotte, because they have the European yeah. tour going on right now, so they're all over right. in Europe. Right. So that's not going to help your ratings. I don't know if you were to have your stars on the European tour and film some more freaking Raws in Europe. Mm-hmm. Like I know we're doing one. I know we're doing England next week, mm-hmm. but fucking hey, have a. Do some more Germany Raws. Do some more Italy Raws. They've done them in the past two more. Yeah. If you're going to send your talent over there, you got to follow your talent. TV ratings are – there's a lot of money at stake. And they better start taking these TV ratings, like, like you know, serious. Because holding Becky Lynch, you know, like even like if there was no Becky on TV this week, but where it was like, like just a promo, like a pre-recorded promo. I don't remember seeing a Becky Lynch pre-recorded promo this week. Do you? No. No. I'm a genius. And Becky's definitely part of the solution. And honestly, after I watched Raw and SmackDown this week and I saw the stuff in the ratings, I went through the, the roster and I identified wrestlers who are part of the solution. But there's a there's a catch to us. I'm gonna explain it. There's there's six hours of televised right now, five hours, I'm sorry, of televised over the air wrestling program a week between Raw and SmackDown for WWE. For now. Okay. For now. That's four so even if SmackDown, let's say SmackDown added a third hour, okay, when it goes to Fox, okay, so we'll call it six hours. Six hours times four is twenty for four weeks in a month, right? There's generally four episodes of each show a month, right? So we'll say there's 24 to 30 hours of TV each month, okay? okay. And you split that 24 to 30 up exclusively between your top of the card guys and your true mid-card guys, and then your guys in the lower mid-card who you're trying to see if they're worthy of a spot in the mid-card. And that's it. The lower the lower mid-card and the lower card is off television. They're relegated to online promotion until they can prove to be like a Zack Ryder or something. And there's ways you can do that, such as just to go about a team like Heavy Machinery, okay? You know it would be awesome and different for Heavy Machinery? If what? they just went on their own Without any really any sort of you know blessing from Vince McMahon, which would never work because Vince would probably just get mad, which is a problem because Vince is in accounting for that like, people want real time, real life stuff. That's what's entertaining to them. Um, heavy machinery walks into a steakhouse, okay, <laughs> they, and someone's just hand recording with an iPhone. They walk into a steakhouse and they walk in with some weights and like a bench press, <laughs> and they just you're laughing already because it's hilarious. <laughs> It's hilarious. It's this is well, where is this? It's and Harry, so and they, logical set up, they set too. up their they set up their bench press. They sit at the table. They order oh like steaks extra rare, and then they start fucking working out right in the middle of the steakhouse. And Odie's goes steaks and wait steaks it, and eventually that something like that I think would go viral. Like holy shit! Look at this ridiculous wrestling tag team. What they did at some steakhouse in fucking Austin. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? And real quick, just on that topic, they were known for their steaks and weights gimmick when they were in NXT. They're not known for that on the main roster. What are they known for on the main roster? For Otis They're being for very o- awkward when a pretty lady walks by him, and that he he and does the they, worm. And what was that reaction to like Eric? 
Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan this week. Like, what was that? Yeah, like, back, that was, they're just whispering to each other. Yeah, what the that, fuck that was, was that? Awkward. It's like, no, let Tucky talk. Yeah, let them both talk. They're they're kind of funny. Yeah. Like they're they're pretty funny, and they have a good chance at connecting with your middle class wrestling fan. Yep. Exactly. You know, with that gimmick. Yeah. Let's but, think back to what guys like Steve Austin did when he was around. I'm not saying Otis and Tucker are going to be fucking main eventers, but like you said, they could relate. They could they could relate to that middle class crowd. That's what Steve Austin did, and look what fucking Steve Austin did for the world of uh, the WWE. And at some point, somebody has to do that, right? Because there's a bunch of guys. And I'm going to talk about a bunch of guys and girls right now. Do were guys and girls, men and women right now, who have this chance to beat up. But someone has to step up. Mm-hmm. Becky is like proven to be the closest to step up. I don't think any of the men have truly stepped up to try to elevate themselves to an Austin Rock Hogan level yet. No, we even have seen a level. Nope, undertaker no level. Someone's got to step up. Not, not, not even Vince Roman also, Reigns. Vince also. And Vince has to let someone step up. You know what? If there was ever a time to let Roman freaking free and step up, now's it because it's the most over he's ever been. People are freaking eating him up right now. Like, I'm almost at a point where I'm just like, you know, once Kofi's reign is done, you may as well just give that shit to Roman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because when's a better time to strap him than now? Anyway, let me talk about this list, okay? First of all, this is end of the brand split, okay? You have third, 24 to 30 hours of TV each week to get this list of talent on TV. And I already, already talked about how they should face their heel also. Heel AJ Styles, face Ali, tweener Alistair Black, heel Andrade, face New Day, heel Corbin Lashley as a faction, as a greater faction. Let me stop right there. If you're going to get rid of the brand split, you have to have factions again. Mm-hmm. And you have to have a lot of them. And the factions have to be a part of the storyline, okay? I would rather see a tag team match between two members of a faction and two members of another faction that could also further a storyline for a mid-card title or a world title. Or maybe start a storyline that ties into a tag team title. What was great about that era, the, the Attitude Era? There were factions. Factions. DX, a lot of them. Uh, the end. NWO and WCW, Los Bariquas, Nation of Domination, Los Bariquas, all those guys, like yep. the, it, you, all those 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 feuds worked within each other, the factions, and everybody got a chance to be on TV. You might not have wrestled every week, but you got a chance to be on TV. That's so, and you get paid per appearance. Yep. So that's what these guys want. You need factions, okay? So Corbin and Lashley heal part of a McMahon stable, okay? And there's going to McMahon. All the McMahons are a part of this, especially. Um, Shane, Vince, and Trip. Um, maybe not so much Steph. And What's shout up? out to our good brother Nate, the effing great from the Game Changer podcast at Real Effing Game, because he tweeted about that this week. He's like, "Is this the start of a corporate faction forming?" And I was like, "Yo, Doc and I were just talking about that this week." Yeah. Anyway, so let me continue. A face Braun Strowman, a tweener Bray Wyatt, booked right. Tweener Brock Lesnar. When I say booked right, get him out of like world title pictures. Can we just Put get him, him out like of sp- WWE right now? I don't think they no, need Brock No, because when you no, because when used right, when used right, he's a draw. He is a draw. People are just something about that dude's name that people like. Fine. That's gonna bring but that's gonna bring in like non-hardcore fans. WWE when this list of people as I go through, let's talk about that too. WWE does a shitty job at cross-promoting outside of the wrestling universe. Yep. 
Like Kofi Kingston. Let's go back to the New Day. I talked about the New Day are part of the solution. Kofi Kingston is such a, a marketable face. He should be on Nickelodeon shows. He should be on Saturday Night Live. Like, why are they not using their relationships that they built up in the media industry? I don't know if it's the industry. I don't know if it's them. But you got to put these guys in situations where other people who don't watch wrestling every week see them. WWE's not doing it. The fact that Braun Strowman was on Saturday Night Live leading up to WrestleMania 35 is unacceptable. Yeah, Unacceptable for whoever's in, whoever's in town. I guess in a marketing job. I don't know. You tell me, Mr. Marketing. Yeah. But listen, but going back to Kofi Kingston, I mean, yes, we all wanted to see him win. We all wanted to see him have that WrestleMania moment. But I even had my doubts thinking, you know, how do I view him as a champion? But even though everything else on WWE right now is confusing as shit and being booked poorly, they're booking Kofi the right way. And he feels more and more like a champion every week but they're not and that's it and as i said they're making they're i said this earlier in the show they're booking the right guys to win like they are making kofi look strong but they're not putting kofi in front of enough you can't just yes. put him in front of raw smackdown and house shows and expect him to grow kofi could be and you can't just do up up down down either right like he needs to be on other network television where there's more like, viewers like, more eyes yeah he could be the new john more cena viewers. he could be the new face he of the could company be that guy he could be the, even if he's that guy who was kofi in his late 30s even if he's only that guy for the next three to five years while they figure out who the next long-term guys or maybe they find another veteran guy you know or maybe they keep i mean most wrestling what when did we really start appreciating Shawn michaels in his 30s, late 30s and 40s. It was after he lost his smile. Everything else after leading up to that was the rise. Smile. But after he lost his smile when he came back, that's when you started seeing and really appreciating more of what Sean did. Right. But anyway, Brock Lesnar is a crossover to that UFC audience. It's a crossover just to another audience in general because people just know he is. When he shows up at places, he, he makes a scene just because of his size. Right. You know. Anyway, there's a role for him. It booked right. When I say book right, that means putting guys over, putting the ne- helping the next generation get over. Okay, right. I would like to point. see Brock in the mid card. Not saying a mid card title, but put him with some mid card guys. Help build a new main event scene. Let's. I mean, yeah, right now right. we're already seeing some new faces in the main event scene, but we that needs to be a uh, a revolving circle. They need. They can't just. Okay, we have our let's say, top 10 guys, and we're going to run with these top 10 guys till WrestleMania of next year. No, that needs to be a right. constant revolving door with the right people. But how do they grow them? Character development, the right booking. And yes, putting an attraction like Brock Lesnar in the mid-card would help that. Yeah, and even at the lower top of the card, guys like who are at the top of the card but aren't competing for like a Drew McIntyre. I, I would a win over Brock Lesnar would be great for Drew McIntyre right now, and it's believable, and it would get it might push it. And I, and I see Drew as a tweener anyway, so whatever, that's fine. Um, but yeah, that's where I think Brock needs upper mid card, lower top card. Right. Okay. I see now, Cesaro as a face. Hold okay. on. Doc. I'm sorry. Continue. I'm Go sorry. No. Go back well, to I know you got a long list here, but we can't just breeze over Bray Wyatt. Okay, let's go back to Bray. You're right. You're absolutely right. Bray so, and the Firefly Funhouse. This is different. It's this not, it's is, not, this not is even the Firefly. It's, trying it's, to do different. It's his character. Like, there is some character development in here. Or there, I'm not saying there is. There could be. 
right now we're seeing an evolution of his character, I feel like, already over the past three weeks. Like, within three weeks, he went from Mr. Rogers to already they're killing off one of the characters in the funhouse. But you got to get it on TV. It has to come. You can't be on. Part of the problem they're having right now is that they're just doing the same shit every week. You know what, like, drove me nuts about the Lacey Evans debut? Is it went too long. Okay, I get it. You're walking out. You didn't need to do that for five weeks or however long it was. Two, maybe three weeks. Let's get in the rain. And now Lacey Evans has been getting in the rain. I'm like, fuck, this girl's part of the solution. Yeah. Like, she's got a great character. That's she's character easily development. Un- Dude, easily unlike yeah, but it took too long. It did. Like I feel it, like she I feel like she lost some of her fire. I feel like that could I feel like she could have gotten there. And if you were gonna wait till after Mania, you should have started it a little sooner to Mania. I would have liked to have seen it sooner to Mania. To me, I think it was a slow burn. And if the payoff, the slow burns are burning them. Slow is the generation. The generation of like youth out doesn't like slow burns. No, it depends on how long your audience. You just talked about it. It, That was too long. When she, but they lucked out. It was right after Mania. The end result happened at the right time. If it would have waited longer, then it would have been too long. I think with her, it was was just enough. It was because of when the end result happened, when it all evolved. What are we we leading to? And we got it. And now every week after that, we're seeing character development. This week, even without Becky and Charlotte being on TV, we saw her character develop. Getting good heat, really playing good her heat. character perfectly, yep. and let's she can fucking go. She yep. can go. She puts on good matches. Okay? I hope Naya so. is watching at home, and Naya, mm-hmm. uh, we hope you feel better. Yeah, but yeah, Bray, like <laughs> it's all when you're at least Lacey was showing up on TV every week. Bray right. hasn't been in an arena yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and he hasn't been in an arena for a long, long time since August, I think. We understand what's going on. Okay. We have this weird sociopath character, if you want to call it that. I don't even know if you can call it that yet because it's just so out there. We're at a point now where I don't want to see another Firefly Funhouse. I want to see Bray make a move. I guess even if you didn't do it next week and give another mid-card guy uh, at that time, you know, like a Cesaro, who's next on my list, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you he debuts the Raw after Money in the Bank, right? And then that's where it culminates because right. you kind of forgot about it because you didn't see it for a week, and then it's a shock again. Oh, oh shit, Bray Wyatt's back! Mm-hmm. But going back to what you were saying last week, I still think Bray Wyatt could take this new character and run with it on his own. But you were saying, what if it's a faction? Even if Bray isn't physically there, but this faction starts to form, you know, uh. uh Side, side by side with any of these Firefly Funhouse segments that could also still be more character development and it's also kind of right. giving you a little more tease okay now when is Bray gonna come so we found out he has this team of people you know this stable okay great now have the state mm-hmm. and again and you said before and think about who need stables yeah. think who could be in that stable that's a great <laughs> way to introduce Mickey Cross to TV a great way to introduce I mean, even Eric Young who, who we have Eric not Young, seen since the yeah, shake up because he was announced to list. be on Raw. Right. Yeah, I, I didn't even include him on my initial list here. And I'm looking at it like, you know what? As we're talking about this, that's a great way to bring EY onto TV. Mm-hmm. And then now you're with a guy, a former world champion, established vet, a guy dub, a guy who's all, who has just as much to prove 
as those two do also. Nikki and, and Eric, you have a lot to prove. Bray has a lot to prove. That can make them a deadly combo because they're going to want to fucking show everybody. I want to pose this question to you. Who has had a worse main roster career, Eric Young or Bobby Roode, a.k.a. Robert Roode, the creepy Uncle Robert? At least Bobby's got a – sorry, Robert has gotten a chance. Uh, you know, at least he had a they title. Just made him a, they, him like, they legit made him a creepier Rick Roode. Yeah, and honestly, I'm, I'm fine. I actually like the Robert Roode character as long as they develop it and – you know, Bobby so mishandled on the main roster. I don't know if there's any coming back. It almost would. I almost think it would make sense for him to go back to NXT again and like just kind of hit the full reset and do that when NXT is like on TV or people have more eyes on NXT. Mm-hmm. That would be a great place for him just to hit the reset because you know he can go. Right. We know he can go, and and he's up and there in age, he, but he still has he still has it in him, and he's still a great performer. I still yeah, enjoy I, him in I the ring. Bobby Roode, barring any catastrophic injury, going into his you know mid to late forties at a yeah. high level. Yep. Yeah, without a doubt. Let's move down to this list. I guess Cesaro is a face. Heel Daniel Bryan. Heel Elias also is a part of the Shane McMahon stable. I'm not sure if I want Daniel Bryan in the, as the leader of the of the McMahon stable yet. I don't know if that makes any sense, but we can move on. We know what Daniel Bryan's capable of. We even know what Elias is capable of. Uh, tweener Drew McIntyre, Heel McMahon's, except Triple H. Triple H is the face. I think all this has to lead to Triple H versus Vince for the company. Yes, that'll have to be a WrestleMania match. It has to be, and it has to be sooner than later. They can't uh, no. let go past. They can't go past WrestleMania 37. What? While on paper, yes. In reality, no. Vince, I don't want to see Vince in a ring. Like you know yeah, how you there's remember, just some people XFL, you don't want to XFL, see. No, 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 no. I don't think Vince would go. I think it would be Shane versus Trip. It would be Shane versus Triple H. Oh, thank you. That's something I would yeah, see. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we, it, would be, it would be Shane. That's fine. Triple H, no, Triple H versus Stephanie Vince, in the first Shane intergender match. Triple H events be aligned. Steph would be caught in the middle. It makes for great television. Right. It needs to be done no later than WrestleMania 37. But remember, the XFL starts next year, and Vince is apparently going to have a big hands-on with the XFL, which means that they is going to take away time. Maybe that's when you write him off TV for good. At some point, Vince McMahon, Mr. McMahon, is going to get written off TV. We know this. This is oh. a truth, and we're going to have a glorious celebration for him, and we're going to have thank you, Vince Chance, and he's going to probably nut in the middle of the fucking ring because no one loves Vince more than Vince. Well, but I well, think we're getting genius. closer to the time. He's a genius, first of all. Yeah, Vince McMahon is. is a genius. He, he, he broke the industry for the yeah. better. I'm a genius! You're right. He introduced the fucking wild card rule. Oh, come on. I'm trying to be serious here, dude. I'm trying to be serious. <laughs> I'm trying to be serious. I am being serious. Actually, you know what? You know what the Vince, Vince, Mr. McMahon character reminds me of? Right? It's like if commentator Vince and evil Mr. McMahon Vince like had a baby, it would be the Vince we've been seeing portrayed in 2019. <laughs> it's kind of overtly over-the-top silly, but still sinister and maniacal. And if anybody knew how to do over-the-top wrestling commentary, it is him. Vincent McMahon. Oh, my goodness. This shitty commentary. Anyway, move on. Part of – I de- down the line, you'll get Trip and Shane for the company, and Vince and Trip wins, of course, takes over the company. Shane will go off TV for a bit. He'll probably try to reclaim it back at some point down the road, but you know, 
That needs to lead to that. That needs to be a focal point of story. This is a new era for WWE. The Fox era has to be viewed as a new era. And if it's going to be a new era, fucking show it in your storylines, too. Fucking show it. I'm with okay. you on that, man. And we also know Vince doesn't even really want to be on TV anymore. And that, that, that's, no, been, that's been public knowledge for a few years. And I really think that because he he has such a big fucking ego, he thinks that by him being on TV now is helping his ratings. And, and he's going because, to single-handedly yeah. help, uh, help this. Yeah, it's not, it's not the case because he's just, it's not, it, like you, you said it best, he doesn't want to be on TV because he knows deep down inside TV's not the place for him anymore. And he knows that we don't want to see him on TV anymore either. We like when he shows up every now and again and does a little thing, but I don't really need Vince. And I think Shane has been good, so I would rather see Shane be the, you know, what Vince was in the early two thousands. Yeah, I'd rather see. I think we'd all rather see Shane be that now. Uh, let's move on down this list. I have the Hardy Boys in the same way as Brock Lesnar. Face tag team putting over some other tag teams. Mm-hmm. Face Finn Balor, tweener Randy Orton. By the way, that Ali Andrade match. I didn't get the prover point before. Ali and Andrade, like they also could use some like. What's and- what's Andrade's finisher? What's his proper finisher? It's um, I forget what it's called. It's some double arm DDT. My point, my point exactly. It's not the RKO. Okay, they don't. Mm-hmm. It's not impact. Even Ali awesome finisher it's fun to watch he can't just hit it from out of nowhere he can't just like the super kick like the rko like the attitude adjustment like the olympic slam these guys need to get i know the aerial shit's cool stunner. you need to get some more impactful the stunner some more but the place was uh they were cool and when ali came out they can't they didn't really boo andrade even though he's great when orton came out the place fucking popped because he came out and he fucking walloped people with RKOs. Yeah. And that's people fucking were all about it. Because that's an impact finisher from an impact veteran who knows how to freaking put do wrestling. There, hasn't, there haven't been guys that have stepped up even to that Randy Orton level yet. Yeah. Everybody's trying to be high-flying and flashy. Give me some fucking good wrestling moves. KO, I think, took the stunner because, you know, he's like, you know what? Let me give this a shot. Let me give this a shot. And he did it. And the people ate it up. Yeah. So it's like, hey, people are going to eat it up. Stone Cold gave it the thumbs up. Go for it, dude. It's an impact finisher. KO's going to hit the ring at some point on a Kofi Kane in this feud. He's going to fucking nail him with a stunner. It's going to be awesome. You know, I know you're going to get to Roman Reigns, but I feel like Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns could be the Austin and Rock. I'm not talking about the Austin and Rock feud, but like the way what Austin and Rock were to the Attitude Era, Roman Reigns and KO a face Roman Reigns and a heel KO could be that for this, whatever the hell this era is that we're in right now. Really, really funny. The next two names on my list are face Roman Reigns and heel Kevin Owens. I'm a genius. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a genius. <laughs> I, I'm a genius. Sorry, Vince, but I'm a fucking genius. Yeah. And for that reason, Rome, you know what? Spear impact finisher. I wish he would use the power bomb more, but whatever. It's beyond the point. Mm. Okay. Um, I also have, I think, now I know there's some shit with, like, Lars Sullivan, like, bashing, like, Mexicans on, like, some, like, weightlifting site going around right yeah, now. I haven't even read into that. The, but no one's really talking about it too much. Like, a couple of the African-American wrestlers, like, Big E made, like, his thing, like, you know, you know, we'll handle in the locker room type of thing if it's something that needs right. to be handled. That's the view I got. And if Lars is still on TV, then obviously... 
It might have just been Lars being young and stupid and immature, no. you know, saying stuff that he probably mean, but was probably just worked up. He's, he's he's probably just a conservative that was just worked up in a political discussion more than anything else, and he probably said some stupid shit that crossed the line a little bit. And if he doesn't really feel that way, it'll be quite obvious, and you move on. Right, and and if this thing comes back and bites him in the ass, that's is going to be a shame. Because again, I'm still not really a Lars fan, but I have been a fan of the way he's been booked and his creative since the sh- uh, the shakeup. Uh, I well, think they're really, yeah, they're building him again, character development. So I'm not saying Vince McMahon and WWE are doing everything wrong because they're not. Like we already talked about Lacey Evans, we already know about Becky Lynch and Kevin right. Owens, but like so again, pushing the right, they're pushing the right, the right, people. right people. Yeah, they're and just I doing Lars, it with really shitty stories. Yeah, Lars could yeah. be. Who can we compare Lars to from like the Attitude Era? From the Lars Attitude could be like, Era, Lars could be like the big Kane? show, the Kane or the Big Show. The big yeah. show. Yeah, I just almost see like a, a Kane more in him I with his moveset and face, darkness. Though. Yeah. No, I'm talking heel cane. Heel cane. Mm-hmm. Right. Heel cane. I'm thinking heel cane. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, yeah, I can't I guess see Lars as a big face show. You see, like, you see, like, big show because he's big and bald and scary. Mm-hmm. And I just see King because I think he's a little dark. Um, right. He seems a little twisted. Well, he is a I freak. I think he's talented. I think he's talented, man. I think and so, too. I think he's part of his solution, too. He's kind of a throwback, but he's, like, He's getting good response. He's getting heat. He's supposed to be getting heat. There needs to be bad guys. There needs to be Baron Corbin's. There needs to be Lars Sullivan's. There needs to be Vince McMahon. Samoa there Joe's. needs to be Kevin Owens. There needs to be Samoa Joe's. Mm-hmm. There needs to be bad guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I quickly glanced over a report that I saw earlier this week about Lars Sullivan. Before Not all this, this uh, racist horseshit the bigotry that he's doing, whatever, but about um, him not being allowed to use the diving headbutt anymore. I didn't read I anything think they into want it. Him. It's not a Benoit thing. What okay. I read is a, it's a, it's a, they want him to kind of save that for bigger moments thing. Okay. So you hear so that, Willie T? You hear that, Willie T? It's not, not a Benoit thing. Yeah. I don't think, I, for what I read, it wasn't a Benoit thing. What I read, it was a, I want to. I want them to save this for bigger moments. You have. He has a lot of moves. That, I mean, he's got that running power bomb. He's got the freak accident, which is awesome. I mean, the running power bomb yeah. has been done so much, but like it, he does it well. He looks he does good. it really. He 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 does he does a good power bomb. Mm-hmm. He's a good power bomb. And with the freak accident, once he's older and he can't do a power bomb like that anymore, he'll still have the freak accident. Right. He'll be able to do that finisher for the rest of his life. Yep. You know, yeah. so Mustafa Ali, I got news flash for you. I don't think he's doing that freaking and Ricochet aren't doing their crazy stuff like that in their late 40s and early 50s. So nope. they better get develop some other finishers and develop them soon. Yeah. Anyway, I also got Nakamura and Rusev as tweeners on this list in the tag division. Um, Rowan only have paired with Daniel Bryan to speak for him. Obviously, heel Viking Raiders, face Usos, face Miz, face Mysterio, face Ricochet, heel Sami Zayn, who looks like he could be a future big heel with the way he is working audiences. He Here's a guy who knows how to work the modern professional wrestling audience as a heel. I totally agree. I think they yeah. need to give... You're talking Sami Zayn, right? I'm sorry, because I'm reading your list. Right? I'm reading Samoa Joe. Sorry. Uh Actually, on that note, have you noticed that since Sami Zayn... Sami Zayn and Samoa Joe, we could talk about both of them, I think, where we're going. 
But real quick, Sami Zayn, since he has returned, he's had two matches. What were his two matches? Versus Finn Balor for the Intercontinental Championship, and then in a triple threat match with AJ Styles and Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. So somebody's paying attention backstage. So, yeah. I mean, maybe the booking and the way it got there was kind of awkward and just kind of thrown together. Again, reactionary, but they're putting him in that spot for a reason. Yeah, and let's get him more exposure. Mm-hmm. Who is he, Canadian? He's French-Canadian? Yep. Like, get him something up in that market that could, then they could he, put him on some French-Canadian TV show, right? Right. And has an affiliate, has some sort of relationship with NBC or Fox even at this point, or maybe Wait against Fox, and then take that and put that all over social media and blast it and let him be his character on that. Let him bash the freaking people interviewing him. Get the interview, find some, find some newscast with some like, or some sort of like mainstream news with some wrestling fans who actually are doing the newscasting who would probably be interested on being in on it. Oh, that's like the Fourth Wall WrestleCast, Kings of the Rings podcast, Not Your Mama's Soap Opera, Gift the Podcast, all found on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Ooh, that was talking about a shameless plug. But let me let me uh, let me step in here real quick, Doc. So you're talking about how to how to do this right. Let's talk about the tag division. You listed about four tag teams. Now, yeah, you know what, dude? With six hours of TV a week, there isn't a lot of the. You're probably only going to have one to maybe two tag division matches a week. That's fine. I just want you to, at the end of this, tell me that I was right all along. So, since there's still so many other tag teams, and regardless of where, where you think they fall, I'm going to use Willie T's term as top tier talent, mid card, or low card. You got Hawkins and Ryder. You have the revival you didn't mention. You have the club, yep. Gallows and Anderson, you didn't mention. You have AOP. You have Lucha House Party. Who? Why the fuck were they fighting enhancement talent this week? I'll 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 give you one. I don't have. I should. I didn't mention AOP, and I'll put them. I should have mentioned them. I'll give you that one. Okay. Well, yeah. Lucha House Party enhancement talent. What the? Who who books this shit? Anyway, moving on. We have the Ascension. Going back to what we talked about earlier, NXT call-ups done wrong. They were the longest. They held the NXT tag titles the longest. They still have that reign right now as the longest reign as NXT tag champions. And they were misused when they came to the main roster. That was the unfortunate end of the Stardust gimmick, and that's where they ended up. Um, But also, you have the B-team. Yeah, you still have the Colognes, because I know Primo's still out injury, but once they come back, they're still a team. And you got Heavy Machinery you didn't mention either. And outside of Heavy Machinery and maybe the Revival. And the club. I, You know what? But you know what? I'm, I'm watching the Revival, and I watch the club, and they're not getting big reactions from the audience. It's because and of yeah, how some they've of been booked. Some, some is how they've been booked, but what are they doing... Like, what are you doing to make your situation? What is the club doing to make their situation better? They can't do much when they're only put in comedy acts. Okay, then they need to be on social media spreading their brand and message like the Young Bucks do, like Cody Rhodes does, like AEW is doing, because they're doing it successfully and they're building a sold out card without any television. And they're going to bring these, these promo techniques to television. 
They're going to integrate it to television somehow. And they're not going to do it with a bunch of ridiculous production that isn't necessary. They're going to do it with good storytelling, logical feuds. And they're going to do it with a roster that isn't ridiculously large. They're going to be able to fairly give people TV time and develop their feuds. That's why I'm narrowing the list down and say, okay, if you're not on this list and you need to prove it, social media, build your social media following, then we'll give you a chance on TV and see how popular you've really become with your videos that are trending worldwide. Um, that's my thought. I also see, of course, Seth Rollins' face. Let's go to the women, okay? Alexa Bliss is a tweener. Becky Lynch is a face. Lacey Evans is a heel. Nikki Cross is a heel at Bray Wyatt. Ronda was a tweeter when she decides to come back. Uh, is she if she doesn't sure. leave for AEW? Sure about that. Alexa, <laughs> Alexa, I turned Alexa on again. We have this problem every week. <laughs> we talk about uh, Alexa. Go to sleep. Real heel Sasha Banks if she doesn't leave for AEW or some other promotion. Uh, face Carmella, heal Bailey, because damn, if Bailey's gonna stick around, she needs to do some power character and get more interesting because you're not interesting right now. And a lot of, and a, lo- and a lot of it's just because the characters aren't letting or aren't allowed to be themselves, exaggerated versions of themselves. That's what Stone Cold was. That's what The Rock was. That's what the game was. That's what the Undertaker was when he was the badass. Um, I saw K- Mayor Kane choke slam a guy this week. So obviously he was always being an exaggerated version of himself. Mm-hmm. So we need to see this for everybody. Let's keep going down the list. Face Ember Moon, heel Charlotte Flair, face Asuka and Kyrie. eventually Io Shirai joining up with them to make a faction. Uh, tweener Iconics, heel Zelina, heel Fire and Desire. I know my girls, I know your girls, the Riot Squad aren't on there. I feel like the Riot Squad would do really good things on social media, or they should go to that route now because they need to establish themselves as not the Riot Squad now. And I don't think they're going to get a true chance to do that on TV. And you know, and I'm with you on that because they can use social media really well. Because that was how I became fans of that stable when they when right. they came up with a um, not ascension, um, absolution when it was uh, Mandy, Sonia, and Paige. I was more into the Riot Squad because of their social media presence. They did everything together. Mm-hmm. They traveled together. They went out together. They they worked out together, and that was what made me really. Uh, really learned to love that that stable. It, I think that that, yeah. that stable lasted uh, way too. It didn't <coughs> last long enough, I should say. But I but, definitely but, agree. But I think this is where we are now. So could, how are we going to be? Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Doc. I'm just saying. But now we're here. So what do we do? Someone like Ruby Riot. Ru- Ruby needs to be to have more of a social media presence. She needs to, like you said about the club and everyone else. She needs to make. Her her mission, her her whole goal in life known right now to all of her fans because she has a ton of fans on Twitter. Ruby Riot has a fan base, and I know I'm not the only one. Believe it or not, Doc, I'm not the only one. I know, I right. know, and you know, and WWE needs to figure this out stuff out fast because I know everybody talks about like how football seasons the big competition because Monday Night Football. I got news last year. The NFL's premier game is not Monday Night Football anymore. Mm. It's not as big a competition as you think. There's a lot more competition this time of year. You want to know what I've been way more into besides wrestling? The NBA playoffs. The NHL playoffs. 
We just had two game sevens in the NHL playoffs. We're going to, we might have, th- if, the, if the Rockets beat the Warriors tonight, we're going to have three game sevens on Sunday in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like we have the champion for global effect, the Champions League final. My, my, my Tottenham Hotspur. Woo! Woo! I have been more pumped up about Tottenham than I have anything about wrestling, even Kofi Kingston. You know why? Because soccer is a big fucking deal to me. They're going to the Champions League final. The build to that is coming, and all the domestic leagues are ending in Europe right now. So they're in all. there's three leagues in their playoff season. The NFL draft just happened. They have a lot of competition this time of year, and they're not putting out compelling storylines. They're not putting their best talent on TV, and they're what? And they're doing stale, stale, stale shit. Stale. So, so how? Meanwhile, real real sports, unfortunately, is something fresh all the time. There's drama every time. You have, as I said, game sevens, NFL draft, all that stuff. That is drama. The Champions League, dude, I cried after Tottenham one on Wednesday. I legitimately was on my knees in the middle of my class with my students staring at me like I was fucking crazy, crying. Nothing makes me do that. Nothing right. makes me cry, motherfucker. I don't cry often. When is wrestling going to get me to that point again? When? Right. When are they going to jer- jerk at my emotions like that again? They got so close at WrestleMania. And then they, then they, but they're just not doing a compelling enough job. They're not cross promoting enough. Get your fucking talent out there in front of other eyes. ESPN is willing to have you as an audience now. Find some person who works, who's a wrestler that can fucking talk basketball with Stephen A. Smith and get them on fucking first take. Right. Yeah. Talking about the playoffs. I know there's somebody in that fucking locker room that can talk ball. Or can talk fucking hockey. Or all, all those European and English guys. You tell me none of them can talk soccer? I know Finn's a huge Tottenham fan. Get his ass on fucking on Survival Sunday or, or, or fucking the final Sunday of the Premier League seasons this Sunday. Get him on the fucking NBC soccer show talking. Right. Fucking so A. It's I'll, not that hard. I want to go back to something that I've said for a long time. That's before all of the shenanigans with this wild card rule the superstar shakeup, and before the return of the McMahon-Helmsley regime. I've been saying this since I started, since I became a WWE fan again. I shouldn't say again, but since I started actually watching it actively every week, uh, back right after WrestleMania 30, when I said, what the fuck happened when uh, Brock Lesnar beat Undertaker, I, I, I progressively watched, we all watched their roster grow more and more and more. You got the Indie Darlings, you got the Tyler Blacks, you got the John Moxleys, you got the AJ Styles, the Nakamoras, the Bobby Roods, the Eric Youngs mm-hmm. joining the ranks. So as you see this roster get more and more stacked, I have said it for years, I think what's what would really help this is you had said make NXT a, a two-hour show. I think the biggest thing is we need to have more time for the superstars that we have on the roster, like you mentioned earlier. We need to have three main brands. No crossovers. No once a year at Survivor Series, all of a sudden we're going to have a blood feud where the red hates the blue and the blue hates the red. Here's I the problem, though. What's the problem? Here's the problem. Here's a, as long as Raw and SmackDown are on two different competing companies... Especially two huge media companies like NBC and Fox, the brand split's going to be hard. 
because they're going to want, they're not, there is no way that NBC is okay with Fox getting Roman Reigns and they don't get Roman Reigns every week. There's just no fucking way. So then do we get rid of the brand split and just have three, three hour shows each week? No, yeah, I think you could do. I think you could do. I think you could do Raw for you could do you could do Raw and SmackDown for two and a half each week. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you're at five hours and then two hours and then of NXT. Two hours. So that's seven hours. And get rid of two or five. But now you just added. Wait, how is that even a thing? Oh no, I said nine hours. That's right. I said three, three hours. Nine hours. You're right. right. Seven. Yeah, yeah I, I took mean, two hours. I watched a three-hour Raw once. It was brutal. I yeah. don't need three hours of. It was yeah, brutal. We talked about brutal. that. I mean, honestly, for me, oh, if brutal. if the matches were done right, if they were just a little bit shorter, honestly, dude, let's talk about Raw real quick. Raw, Raw is boring. They try to focus too much on the entertainment side, and there's like there's like no matches. All it is is fucking promos or Vince talking in the ring and or these comedy segments with Usos and the Usi Hot and the Revival scratching their ass and fucking with their itchy ass in the club. Like, stupid shit. What the fuck shit. was that? Stupid shit like that. It's, it's a waste of precious time. And that's what it is. Yep. Now, real yeah, quick, exactly. before, we, before we move on, because we're, we're getting to an hour now, so we want to start wrapping things up, but I didn't get to finish my, my thought earlier, because, fam, we did have some technical difficulties. Um, hopefully, when I go back and post, it's the episode sounds crystal clear for you. But anyway, but Doc, like I said, I want you to tell me that I was right all along, going back to what you were doing with the tag team division. They need to unify the, t- the tag titles. On the main yes, roster. Yes, I, 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 you win. And that's how you give all the tag teams that I had listed, maybe not all of them, but you give more tag teams airtime by having them float between the two brands. I think there's a way to keep the, bl- the brand split, but still make it interesting for both company, for both NBC and for Fox. If you, ha- you want to, if there's a wild card rule, Every champion floats. You unify the. Well, that was the titles. original. That was the original event. The Rand split philosophy. Right. The champions floated. And if they did it wrong, then they've learned from their mistakes, and they they should do it right this time. They should unify the tag titles. They should unify the women's title. Introduce a mid card women's title, and get rid of fucking two hundred five live, and just bring the cruiserweight title to the main roster and have that float right. between the two brands. And you can even and you can even keep two world titles and two mid card titles. Yes, yeah, you can keep okay two, with that. exactly intercontinental yeah. U.S. Universal and WWE could be okay. to a specific brand. The everything else could float between the two. There's I your wild you card even, rule. You could keep them. Even without the brand, even with without a brand split, I think you could keep all those titles. I really think you do. New Japan has like seventy thousand oh, yeah. fucking titles. No, no one fucking complains. I agree. Even if there's no, even if they get rid of the brand yeah. split, you could keep that many titles. But they have to unify those ones that we mentioned: the women's, the tag yeah, you team. Yeah, you nailed the ones. You nailed the ones they have to unify. Yeah. Absolutely. So can you just say it? I was right the whole time. You were right, Bucks. Wait, a little louder. I, I want the fam to hear it. You suck ass. <laughs> You're right the uh, whole time, Bill. It's about the tag. I mean, that, that's all I am is right. Oh I'm goodness. always right. Okay. I have to go on one more WWE or fucking morons rant. 
Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Money in the bank is usually in June, right? Correct. Okay. So this year they moved it to May, right? Yes. So they made a strategic decision to move their biggest non-Big Four pay-per-view of the year. Uh, uh, wait, correction. As of last year, that has been considered one of the Big Five pay-per-views now. Okay, even better. You made the decision to move one of your Big Five pay-per-views to the same fucking night at the same fucking time as the Game of Thrones series finale. What fucking moron in WWE's marketing department decided that that was a smart fucking idea? You know what I will be watching on that Sunday night after my gig? Game of Thrones. Game of fucking Thrones. I will not be watching Money in the Bank. And you know why? I will. I have no fucking problem telling you. I know why? Because Game of Thrones is more fucking interesting than WWE right now. Yes, and the they're doing nothing to really promote the money in the bank pay-per-view where, Hey, we have it on the network. We'll watch it on Monday night instead of watching raw. Maybe, Oh, you know, we'll just watch raw and watch the recap. They're doing nothing to, to hype up this pay-per-view at all. And especially this past week, we've been talking about the wild card all night that trumped anything that could have been important about the, about the money in the bank. You want to do the wild card rule? Have the money in the bank participants go back and forth, kind of like they do in Survivor Series. Why didn't they do that? It took away from any credibility this this pay-per-view could have. Maybe it could have been because they were missing a lot of the roster in Europe. But again, reactionary. But that was not the right move. So whoever made the decisions they did to for the booking that we had this week fucking did it all wrong. Like that was yeah. not how you market a brand. That's the 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 brand money in the bank means nothing right now. It did start oh. feeling like a big five pay per view last year. Now it doesn't. I think it's too close to WrestleMania. Uh, again, the the timing, the the scheduling of it is terrible. The booking yeah, of it, I- while on paper the card looks good. I mean, Becky's fighting twice. AJ and Seth. Like, who cares about Roman versus Elias? I really don't want to see Shane and Miz in a cage. No. No. no? Samoa I got a, new, I got a news again? flash for you. What? I got a news flash for you, WWE. A lot of your fans are into high fantasy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Game of Thrones kind of rules that world right now. Nobody will be watching that live. Yeah. That's going to be some astronomically, historically low network special numbers live yeah. that night. I agree. I know a lot of so, people. I know Ricky and Will, and I think uh, Dave got tickets to go to Money in the Bank, so they're driving out to Connecticut. So people people got tickets. They're going to be there live, but it's definitely not going to be a sold-out show. That's for sure. It's, yeah, it's in Hartford. Yep. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I, I can't anymore. I'm fucking done. I can't. Yeah. I can't. So now... I think I speak for Doc when I say this, fam. Like, we're not saying that WWE sucks. We just think the creative and the booking needs work. And we're upset because we know that they have the potential to do so much better. And I want to, before we leave, I do want to talk about the other WWE fans, especially the fucking Twitter fans, that are giving up on wrestling right now and how they're just not passionate about it anymore. I, I don't. 
you have to look at it from a business aspect too. Again, while it is reactionary and it's not being done right, they're trying to figure things out. I'm not trying to defend anyone in WWE by any means because, I mean, we just bashed him for a fucking hour, essentially. I shouldn't say bashing, but we talked about what needs work, you know. But if you're passionate about something, you fucking you stick by its side and you wait for that moment where, where, where the change finally happens. It's about the journey, not the destination. So that's why I'm still going to tune in every single week because I know they have it because we've seen... WWE at their lows. We've seen them at their highs before. So, I mean, I have to laugh. I wish I had some of the tweets saved. I I could read some of the fucking ridiculous stupidity that people say on Twitter about WWE. But yet they're going to tune in the following week and watch it again anyway. You you know what I'm not going to watch like live and immediately? uh, Money Money in the the Bank. bank. You want to know why? Because they fucking put it on Game of Thrones night. Stupid. More. The only thing to do is wait one more week. Yeah, they could have just done it on like, oh, but then they would have been competing, getting embarrassed by freaking double or nothing, because it'd yeah, be like exactly. a takeover style, or double week. or nothing would probably just put on a better show. It's going to be a better show because they're because they're actually doing a good job at building double or nothing. Yes, and actually speaking of double or nothing, fam, we are going to bring you a double or nothing post show. Um, We'll let you guys know what day it's going to come out. It might come out uh, early Monday morning, but we'll definitely get that out to you guys. We'll Absolutely. stay tuned to our social media for details and dates. So I think that's all the time we have today, Doc. I, yeah. think, I think we said enough. It. We said our piece. So, Not fam, if this is your first time tuning in, my name is JC Bones. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JC Bones. That's Bones with a Z and I am Doc Haas you can follow me on the Twitter machine at D-R-H-A-A-S-E number 4-W-C and I did forget to mention him last week and earlier in the show that's because he's just the third man we really don't talk about him too much but you could also follow our third man of the fourth wall team Johnny Smarks aka Smarky at Johnny Smarks a lot on Twitter and that makes us the fourth wall wrestlecast if you've enjoyed the fourth wall experience please show your support by following us on all social media facebook twitter and instagram at fourth wall cast if you want to let us know how you feel make sure you rate us give us a review five stars like us and tell all your friends to like share and subscribe and join our patreon and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics the marks the casual and the hardcore once again we are the fourth wall wrestlecast goodbye and good night dude you really gotta start watching game of thrones dude what the fuck are you doing with your life I kind of didn't really <laughs> finish season two, so I have to go back and watch it. I need to, uh, I should have said, I'm Dragons and zombies and fucking you know, badasses and, and G- Khaleesi. Khaleesi? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man.
y'all could love me is the same reason y'all condemn me. A man's measured by the way that he thinks. Not clothing lines, ice links, leather and minks. I spent 20 plus years seeking knowledge of self. So for now, Mark Breck is living life for wealth. Alright, I'll get right on the road. Yo, high roller bones. Signing off. Fuck out of here. Peace, dude. Later. Woo! <laughs>